What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation podcast where we discuss entertainment and media news. I think that's what we landed on last time. Yeah. Uh, as always, we are your two hosts. My name is Josh. And my name is Willis. And uh, let's start it off, Willis. What do you got? What, what, kind of, what kinds of content have you been consuming over the past seven days? Okay, so the first one... I want to talk about here is a new trailer that came out yesterday for a movie called Moonfall. Oscar uh, contender. starring <laughs> starring Halle Berry and uh, Patrick Wilson. And maybe it's just me directed by Roland Emmerich. Um, maybe it's just me, but I'm like, this looks bad. <laughs> Like I'm looking at it and it's like it looks like a amalgamation of every single movie that Roland Emmerich has made with no seeming through line. There's like floods, they're in space, there's moon monsters. Like nanobots or something. There yeah, there's uh Donald Sutherland being all like I'm a crazy scientist who's just accepted the death <laughs> of the world. The moon apparently is hurtling towards it's um, I watched that and I was like, too big. What think, is going on? I think just too big. <laughs> and I love me some Roland Emmerich. I sure. like Independence Day is one of the greatest disaster movies of all time. Yeah. Um, I, there, like this feels in that same vein of like 2012, which was just like, yeah. Okay, guys. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's that one. Um, and on the other side, I watched uh, a movie that. I don't know if I can officially like recommend or if like, but I watched Tron Legacy the other night. Oh um, man! Okay, I think that yeah. came out the same year as the Amazing Spider-Man Two, probably. <laughs> That's certainly possible for those of you with only Spider-Man references or when things came out. You know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So like, this movie is basically a vehicle for. Daft Punk's album, which is by far the best thing in it. It's very kind of like you can guess what the plot's going to be pretty early on. But God, if I don't watch the whole damn thing every time I watch it and I watch it because I realized I could watch it in 3D uh, in my my new VR headset. Mm. Uh, so I did that. Um, yes. And that's I will give it credit. Probably the best use of 3D that I've ever seen in a movie because there's the whole on the grid, off the grid. But anyway, mm, that's um, right. I forgot. I kind of forgot about yeah. that movie. Yeah. When they switch to on the grid, it switches to 3d and it feels like an entirely different world. And it's a really effective move. And I remember seeing it in theaters and going, holy shit. All um, right. Hell yeah. But yeah. So it's one of the, like, I don't know if I can really like recommend it, but it's fun. It's good. If you like the original Tron, it's similar. Um, <laughs> it's got the same name. <laughs> yeah. Has similar. Jeff Bridges in both of them. Um, yeah, that's true. Oh, is this the one that has. Yeah. Old Jeff Bridges. Weird, yeah. Old and then young, quote unquote, Jeff Bridges, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They, he, he played both roles and it was like an early, early, early de-aging thing before anybody else really tried to do it and it's yeah kind of terrible but it's also kind of sold because it's this digital version of himself so it like yeah 
I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my two pieces of content, he says, after talking for 10 minutes. Uh, I love it. Hell Josh, yeah. what do you got? Uh, so I got two uh, two pieces, as, al- as always. My first one, actually, I believe, came out today, which still counts. Uh, and it was the, the Rewatchables episode uh, where they talk about heat for the third time. And Ooh. this time, they actually have Michael Mann on to talk about it. No kidding. And it's exactly what you want on on a Tuesday. It's it's literally yeah. It's just them doing the rewatchables thing with the categories, but with Michael Mann there to kind of flesh out some of the details, which is just really cool. I mean, I haven't. I don't think I. I'm not a huge Michael Mann guy. I mean, I like Heat a lot, but that's kind of uh, you know he he has a good catalog, but I wouldn't say I'm sure. like a super fan of his or anything. So it was just nice to hear about his time with you know the, working with these legends on set yeah. on such a ridiculous movie. So that's my first piece, and my second piece is actually, I, I I believe I found her in the past seven days, but Payday, a rapper from Texas who is 16 years old, I just found her catalog because I believe someone I follow on Instagram just recently did a music video for her, so I was like, oh, okay. Oh, nice. And she's awesome. I mean, her style is awesome. She raps, like, her lyrics are definitely not of, you know, you'd, you wouldn't think that she's 16 years old. You know, she's got serious flow, like really clever lyrics. Her cadence is really playful, but it's strong. I'm like, this is a 16-year-old girl, man. This is crazy for anyone. Nice. And it, it's just it's just really uh, endearing and awesome. And I think you can just find her stuff everywhere, like on Spotify or whatever, but but love it. Nice. Payday. What's the name one more time? Payday. Payday. And yeah, just, just awesome stuff. If you're into hip-hop, obviously. If you're not, you, you might not like it, but it is what it is. Check her out regardless. And yeah, let's get into the episode, guys. So yeah. today we're going to be talking about uh, a bunch of stuff that kind of came about over the past uh, two weeks or so. We're going to be talking, obviously, about Dune, because yes. how can you not talk about Dune? We're not going to be you know, going into the plot or any spoilers, because um, you know, some of us haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about the implications and what it's been doing on streaming versus theaters, all that good stuff. We're also going to be talking about some trailers. We got new trailers for uh, Book of Boba Fett, which we have not seen anything of since, I believe, the Mandalorian Season 2 finale. I think that's when they had their little teaser there. I think that was the last last deal. Yeah, so we actually got a look at what what this uh, series is really going to feel like, which is really cool. And then we got a trailer, the official trailer. I thought the other thing was a trailer. Apparently, this is the first trailer for Morbius. The other one was a teaser, apparently. So I, we got. I suppose. That's what they said. They're like, oh, this is the official trailer. So sure. Jared Leto, guys, with, uh, you know, some cool stuff Vampires. going on. <laughs> and then uh, we're going to end it off with a little conversation about cinematic universes and what it really means to kind of play around with paying homage and, and Easter eggs and, and how all of this stuff starts to have more imp- implications than just, you know, get, having a fun little Easter fun, egg in a yeah. film. Yeah. It, it kind of, now these days with Marvel and with Star Wars and with the seriousness of everything, it's become a little bit more. So yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today, guys. And let's jump on in to Dune. So Dune premiered two weekends ago. Yes. To, I, I believe $40 million. That was the box office opening. Think, yeah, which like was 40, good. 41. Yeah. Yeah, which was, which was good. Uh, it was really... Took the no weekend. One, 
yeah, no one knew how this was going to do, but it did fairly well. Um, and it did 15.5 mil on its second weekend, which domestically only, which is, you know, for for two weeks, I think that's pretty yeah. good. I don't think many people are going out post premiere weekend to see things. I feel like that's just not what's yeah. happening these days. I think it's like, okay, opening weekend, and then it just completely dies off. Uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah. for sure. And um, at this point, it's nearing 300 million worldwide. So it's it's Dune 2 has been greenlit. So I think the other the other qualifier with lackluster performance this past weekend is it was like Halloween weekend where most True. people are doing something Halloween based, you know. Yes. Even if it's seeing a movie, it's probably a horror movie. So Yes, exactly. Which kind of sort of brings me to one of my questions to you is do you think that uh in obviously you haven't seen Dune, but have you actually have you heard all the like what people have been relatively saying about it? Have you been keeping up with the buzz or you're trying to stay away like spoiler wise? And um... I, a little bit of both. I mean, it's one of those, I don't know how much spoiler wise I'm worried about because like it's Dune, you it's know, Dune, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about it. I've heard good performances. I've heard it's gorgeous. I think that's been the main thing that, that I've been hearing come through um, that just like, which, like, you know, say what you will about any of Denise Villeneuve's movies. Like, they're all gorgeous. Like, he, yeah, that's like a director signature move on his movies of like, yeah, it's going to be gorgeous. So, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard a lot, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm intrigued by what you were saying about it. Yeah. And I'm not going to I'll I'll just say that I was it met and exceeded my low stand, my low expectations for it. That's all I'll say about it for your sake. Um, sure. And so it's just, it's interesting because for the majority of the people that I know that aren't people who go out to see every single movie in the theaters, most people watched this on HBO Max. And I think they yeah. did release the numbers about 1.9 million households viewed on the, like the premiere weekend or over the last mm-hmm. week. Which was not as, I think, Suicide Squad, they said, was 2.8 million, so it wasn't even as high as Suicide Squad. Sure. But it's interesting because I wonder if, so if they didn't premiere this on HBO Max at all, Mm -hmm. uh, no one would have seen this movie. Like, so few people would have seen this movie. Like, the people who went to see the theaters, sure. Yeah. Or went to see it in the theaters, sure. But overall, I think that this movie did so well, uh, like commercially and in terms of the way people are viewing it because they released it for people to view at home. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it's interesting because I'm like, I, I think we we've, we've touched on this before, but I think there's a very set group of people these days who are going to opening weekend movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, and like you said, it's like most of the movies we've seen this year have been decent to okay to somewhat large opening weekends and then massive drop-offs, you know, and this yeah. like, yeah, like Dune dropped off 60%. So I think there's that. I, it's interesting that you like, you think this is so based on, uh, what am I trying to say here? It's interesting that, that you think this is so based on the HBO Max performance, because in my head for this movie, at least I was like, I can't watch it on HBO Max. It's too big of a movie. 
Like right, this right. is like a big like this has so like the reason I haven't seen it yet is because in my head I've been like, all right, I gotta like I gotta go to the theater to see this. Um, yeah, preferably like, an IMAX with, theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like with this kind of like what I'm hearing, I'm like, oh, like maybe it's okay for me to watch Dune at home. You know what I mean? Which is a weird concept for me, and like I don't know. That's that's it's weird. I this movie yeah. fell into a strange like little pocket of it had so much buildup. It had such a long lead. Like we'd known this was coming. I mean, it got backed what three or four times because of COVID. Yeah. And so I think it's in the same vein as the, the James Bond thing, like interest in this kind of fell off. But when you have such an easy access setup for it, like, yeah, like, Oh yeah, that I remember being excited for that. I think I'll watch that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like it's a very interesting kind of setup for me. The more I go back and forth with this whole streaming thing and, you know, I obviously love to watch movies. I I don't even, I hesitate to say prefer watching movies in the theater because Mm. I do love it, but I think that it, it, it's only a certain type of movie these days and Everything I've seen so far, like I saw so- last night in Soho in theaters, that was a good theater movie. Like uh, French Dispatch was a good theater movie. Um, but I'm specifically going to see good theater movies in theaters. Like having HBO mm-hmm. Max at my disposal is such everything besides Suicide Squad. I saw at, on my couch, including Dune. Like everything yeah. that they simultaneously released, I saw on my couch. And I think I don't know. Is that does that add more value to to having stuff be simultaneously released or at least be there very quickly afterwards? Because some of these people were never going to see Dune, ever, even if it, like, yeah. you know, so I don't know. Well, I just think it's interesting. And that's what it's become. Like, and it's like, as much as we want to, like, rail against it, and it's like the ease of just being able to hit play. Uh, right. And even, like, for me, I was like, oh, man, this is something I have to see in theaters, mostly because, like, the way my TV setup is in my living room, I'm like, it doesn't feel like a very immersive. It's like far away. It's hanging on the wall. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's good for watching TV, <laughs> but sure. like in terms of watching a movie, like I always, it feels small. So whenever I yeah. get to a thing that I'm like, okay, I want this to feel bigger. I like back off and I'm like, okay, well I got to find my way to a theater kind of thing. If I had a right. really intense setup, I, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I'm whatever. Like, this is good. I'm just going right. to watch this here. Um, so it's like it's that ease thing because and we've talked about this before, but like going to a theater can be a lift. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's especially compared to pressing a button. And I don't know, like as much as we want to rally around cinemas and rally around cinematic experiences and things like that, like there's the evidence isn't great going on here. These things seem to be doing better than they'd need to for street for companies to say okay well we'll just we'll stick with our theatrical release yeah totally did that sentence and make sense yeah. it, it yes yes it did and it's funny because i think villeneuve was one of those guys that was really really not into the whole still isn't yeah. super into the streaming thing um but he was one of the biggest voices when they announced that they were going to do simultaneous simultaneous right yeah i mean he's been one of the biggest voices when it comes to that and also like marvel and stuff and him and nolan are just like back to back like not not into this but um but yeah i don't 
it just hearing the amount and just seeing the amount of not even discourse, just almost universal acclaim for this movie that Mm-hmm. it's i don't want you to go into this uh, hey it might absolutely blow your mind but it's it's one of those movies that's just like it's a it's a good movie it wasn't it's like a, a fucking game changer it was a really yeah. good movie how long is it it's like two hours and 35 minutes or something 230 okay. or something it's not like three hours or anything like I that. i feel like that was another thing i had in the back of my head and i don't know if this is founded or this is just me thinking of dune in general but my head was yeah. like okay this is also like a long movie that like is going to require even more time so it's but two and a half is not bad no and it actually it it's slow but it moves like you know there was yeah. never a point where i'm like oh this is you know well yeah it it it, it does not feel like two hours two and a half hours okay. which is which is cool i mean it's in villeneuve is one of those guys that if he wants it to feel like two hours he yeah. will make it feel like <laughs> yeah. two fucking hours. Yeah, I uh, I think that streaming is becoming so much more important than anyone had thought it was going to and way faster than anyone thought it was going to, not just mm-hmm. for like TV and binging stuff, but like this being something that's super important to the movie industry. Like if more people, not more people, but I wonder, yeah, it, I wonder how much the money equates when it, when it comes down to like how many people yeah. subscribe to see Dune, you know, type of thing, which yeah. who knows? I think it's more of a thing where it's like, oh shit, Dune's on. Might as well just throw it on. If I hate it, I yeah. can turn it off. Like <laughs> absolutely, or I like pause it and come back to it later, which is something I've never yes. understood. People who can do that, but like, <laughs> no, I've pause a movie. Like, oh yeah, I pause and I'll just like pick it up the next morning or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm going to bed. I'm like, how? Like you must have just like not liked it very much. I have been like. eyes straining to stay open just to get to the last through the last like 20 minutes of a movie yeah Um, which i guess doesn't say much for the movie but there's let's so let's talk about the other thing at play here uh dune 2 yeah greenlit yeah for 2023 yes do you think this was inevitable inevitable is not the right word do you think this would this happened before it was announced I don't. I really don't think it did because I've heard that Villeneuve was talking about the fact that they weren't going to preemptively greenlight a part two mm-hmm. because of how poorly received Blade Runner was and how poorly it did in terms of like the budget and everything. So they were kind of... Interesting. Now, I don't know if that was true or not. I don't know what the exact budget was for Dune. I think it's between like a, like 200 and 300 million dollars in that range. Yeah, thereabouts. This would have been insane. This would have been the biggest gamble of all time if they didn't do because it literally is a part 1. Like let me be very clear. It's in no way is this a, a movie. Like it's sure. it's half of a movie. Of half of a good a really good movie, but it's half of a movie. So it's like if that had happened that would have been a worse look, in my opinion, than if they just like greenlit the second movie. If like all these people saw Dune or you know whatever, and they didn't, if forty million dollars wasn't enough for them, I think that I think in their heads they had greenlit it, but on paper they had not. So it's interesting, like everything you're saying there, because that's more or less what happened with the original Dune movie back in uh, really. And so, yeah, because I mean, like Dune coming from the books, I think there's like four or five books. Yeah. You know, and like it's this whole built out thing that you know they when they made the first one they're like oh yeah and it's great we have all of these other ones and then the original dune was 
poorly received and didn't do really any money, I think. I mean, I don't think it did. And it only started to gain some traction recently. Yeah, $30 million <laughs> worldwide uh, for Off the original Dune. Which, <laughs> which, like 1984, like $30 million in 1984 is like nothing to sneeze at, but yeah. not well received. So I think, and I think they were clamoring and I don't... I haven't seen the original Dune in so long, so I don't remember how exactly it ends. Yeah. But like, I mean, it. I don't think it's telling more of a story than the new one. And I mm-hmm. realize as that sentence is coming out of my mouth that I've like disqualified knowing how the original Dune ended and, <laughs> and haven't <laughs> seen the new one. So I'm literally talking out of my ass here, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> You're right. But yeah, like it's the same kind of thing. So to to bring it back to New Dune 2, I think there's no way this wasn't already approved before they announced it. I, I think it's, yeah, like definitely they didn't want to announce it before the new one came out. Right. But the thing that does it for me is they've announced that they're doing Dune 2 in a year and a half, which is no, you know, it's not like Villeneuve gets to go sit and write a script for a year and like toy with it and chew on that and they said oh yeah with timothy chalamet and zendaya like all these zendaya like attached and so you're yeah. like okay so like they're not just being like oh yeah okay dune 2 i guess i'm doing that for the next year and a half like, right right so i think it like maybe nobody had pulled the trigger but everything was lined up and they've got to be in some kind of pre-production i was talking to a friend of mine the other day like they have to a year and a half or two, I guess just under two years. Yeah. Like that stresses me out just thinking about the post side of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let alone the production side of it. So I don't know. Um, I'll have to watch it. I don't know. I don't like, I can't say if I'm excited for Dune part two. Um, <laughs> well, just it, w- when you watch it, regardless of if you like the movie or not, you will be just to see how they wrap it up pretty much like, you know, and and who knows? Because I don't know the full story of Dune. So it's like how yeah. I don't know if this is the halfway point in the series or or the whatever. So the, it, it, who, could there be a part three? Like, who knows? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah I I'll be there. I'm going to see it. Definitely. Yeah. But it's I don't know. It's weird because I heard that there was like like pre-screenings for this film like forever ago and mm-hmm. or I guess earlier in the summer I think it was and it didn't have the part one attached to it. So like when they got to the ending, it just ends uh, and people are like, what? Well, is it called <laughs> Dune Part One or is it just it Dune is Part now. Two? Uh, well, well, now on the title, hmm. it, on the title, but it says Dune Part One when the title card comes up. But it didn't Ooh. say that in the pre-screenings, like when people. I'm like, glad you told it. me that because if I like just was just going into blind and I was like do part one, I'd be like, what? Yeah, 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 <laughs> what yeah. The hell are you talking about? <laughs> yes, um, it's it's important for your viewing experience. I think. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> so I don't know. I, it'll be interesting. I like. I feel like next weekend will probably it, like it'll probably get um, upended. You know, I mean, well, like we're getting Eternals next weekend, which they just will not stop releasing clips for. Um, I know. I've just, you know, blocked it out, blocked it yeah, out. I'm going be to see it on Friday, so. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that does. Um, 
I will think happen. it's if it, if it doesn't unseat Doom, we'll have, Doom. If it, if it doesn't unseat <laughs> Dune, we'll have to uh, have a conversation about that. But I feel like that's probably a pretty good bet. Yes. Yes. Um. um I mean. Uh, you know, speaking of people who love to hang out in desert areas, <laughs> there you go, Tatooine. Yes, Boba yeah. Fett, our guy. Tatooine, uh, the Dune of the, the Dune of, of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it is crazy. Back to Dune for one second. The mm-hmm. the influence that Dune had on Star Wars and that Star Wars had on Dune. It, when you see this movie, it's just yeah. like it puts it all into perspective. Um. Or not Star Wars had on Dune, but Star Wars had on the new Dune. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Boba, Boba Fett. So the book of Boba. Is it the book of Boba or the book of Boba Fett? Well, the trailer said the book of Boba Fett, but the original thing said the book of Boba, so they're just okay. rewriting things as they go, I think. <laughs> so what do you think of this trailer, Josh? So I watched it three times. The first time I was really, really jazzed on it. The second time I was still pretty jazzed on it. But during the second and third watch, I was kind of like wondering about the scale because it looks really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely got the flair of, I mean, I think it's EP'd by Robert Rodriguez, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. So I know it's in good hands, but I'm just really, I, I don't know much about what's happening. I mean, we know kind of about that, Boba Fett is has taken Jabba's quote unquote place and he's gonna run the underworld differently, but that's kind of all we get here. We know Fennec yeah. is there. But I'm just the scale looks really small to me. So that's my only thing that I was a little bit concerned about. It's which is very okay. Interesting. But. Cause like I had kind of a similar thing of like maybe not so much the scale, but I'm like, but like what is going on here? Cause it's like short of and I haven't watched like Clone Wars or All the animated rebels. Yeah. All the animated shows. Um, So there is a part of the, the canon that I'm not privy to. And I think a lot of it has to do with the Mandalorian, but like based on what I know from star Wars proper, like from empire and return of the Jedi, there's not much to go on in terms of what this world is that we're in. Yeah. They're talking about how Jabba ran things, how Jabba did this and that. Like, we don't know a lot about that world. We don't know who these players are. Like, these appear to just be the people that were hanging around in Jabba's palace there. Yeah. Uh, when when it all went down in in Empire. Right. Um, well, I guess that's the beginning of Jedi. But yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I look at this, and part of me is going, "This could be like a political drama." Yeah. You know what I mean? This could be just like a um this could be like a house of cards kind of thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Where it's just like, oh, here's local politics in Mos Eisley, what all that is. So yeah, it's weird. I mean, I guess it's a good like teaser for this. It is pretty dope to see to see Boba in there. Um Morrison there is like built for this role. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It like it he's he looks so good. Um It'll be interesting to see if he actually has the presence to like carry something. I know because we only saw him for you know a couple episodes of The Mandalorian, and he wasn't yeah. the main th- thing there. So yeah, yeah, and you know all the stuff in uh, the prequels there, but um, y- yeah, 
But yeah, like that's the interesting thing. Like you look at um, uh, who's who played the Mandalorian. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro, yeah, Pe- yeah. You look at Pedro Pascal, and you're like, okay, that's a guy that has the presence to carry this. Mm-hmm. I think I feel it here, but yeah. Also, maybe not. It it could go. Like Boba Fett is a very reserved, quiet character. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, uh, you know, I don't. We'll see. We will. I'm see. jazzed for it though. I'm gonna watch the hell out of it. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! I think this has. I a will very, say though, yeah. My wife has watched both seasons of The Mandalorian. Yeah. I I showed her this trailer. Her first question was, "So, Baby Yoda's not in it?" I was like, "Probably not." And then she's like, "Yeah, don't care anymore." Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's a weird like wider audience. This might be a more niche show. Definitely, which is weird to say because like the Mandalorian should have been way more niche than even this because it's like the Mandalorians, yeah. that's something that only real Star Wars nerds would really care to know deeply about sure. and why that's important. Boba Fett's like yeah, a character that, that people like, know. Yeah, so, beyond that, everyone's just like, oh, like Mandalorian, like wasn't Boba Fett like that? Like, right, that right. Was their time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's just interesting how the that world. flipped. And yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious to see how the reception is. I think that overall, a lot of people are really excited about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show just sure. because of there's just a lot going on there. And, you know, they keep teasing that Hayden Christensen is not just in that, but I think he's going to be in the Ahsoka show or something like he's going to yeah. be in something else. It's a I'm lot. Like, it's a lot. The other thing I, I, I will say is like, yeah, my wife was like, oh, I'm not interested without Baby Yoda, but like. Baby Yoda wasn't, we didn't know Baby Yoda going into the Mandalorian. So this is like, there could totally be some kind of MacGuffin built in there. That's going to pull in the wider audience, you know, baby Jabba or something like that. Baby. Oh my God. A little slug thing. Jar Jar Banks. Oh, good God. Oh my God. (laughs) That's a thing. That's only a matter of time before Jar Jar Banks reappears in the Star Wars universe. I feel like, yeah, absolutely inevitable. Like there's no way this like in everything that they're doing there's no way he doesn't show up again and it's gonna be wild times it is gonna be wild times (laughs) oh my god i actually have a question for you about the style of this show because Mm -hmm. i think they're trying to kind of make all of these the same style like marvel kind of did with Mm -hmm. their stuff like robert rodriguez's episode had his flair it was obviously definitely still uh dave filoni john favreau's thing would you like to see like each of these shows in kind of like a different like uh, style of like a creative, like who, whether that be a filmmaker or a writer or whatever, you know, that's not just Star Wars? Because I think it's cool, but there's a lot. I think so. Yeah. I mean, like it's one of those. It does feel very much like The Mandalorian. Yeah. And yet somehow feels like it has less style than The Mandalorian. Right. Like, The Mandalorian is clearly a Western, and I don't, like, this is what we're saying. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be, like, a political drama or if it's going to be, like, a mob movie. I'm not getting any of that off the trailer, so I'm like, it would be, to answer your question, it would be really, really cool to see these be more stylized. And I think that's something that, like, we're moving towards as, like, the industry anyway of, like you said, Marvel is very, like here's what a Marvel movie looks like. And it's incredible that they give such good things with basically the same style over and over again. Yeah. I would definitely be down for like, this is Jabba's palace. Like 
get me the dark and the gritty and like bring me david you know, fincher yeah yeah <laughs> that'd be wild right um i'm so I, I have the the trailer up here and i'm just like flipping through different shots and it's like even like the aliens that are like sitting around the table with boba there like don't even feel that unique it feels like here's a generic like literally part of me went like isn't that dude in star trek right yeah and i mean they're like i look they're all clearly star wars characters but like sure yeah yeah (laughs) well was this show greenlit before the mandalorian like did they know this show was coming because they didn't like i didn't know this show was coming because it feels kind of not a knock against this show gets made without the success of the mandalorian right so and they just Although teased maybe. this that, earlier like, sounds last sounds like something last year. that Disney would do of like, oh, let's have a Boba Fett movie. Everybody loves Boba Fett. Right. But this just feels so much more like, not slapped together, but it just feels like they didn't take all the time they should have with some of the stuff. And again, we have just seen the yeah. teaser here, but it just, I don't know. if this. It could have been a product of, oh my God, the, people loved when Boba Fett came back. We're going to do a show. Okay, these people are on board. Because Robert Rodriguez came on as a favor to direct that episode. So it's like, it wasn't yeah. like he was in, and now he's like EPing this. So I'm like, this feels like they, a reactionary thing, which I think it's still going to be really good. But it's yeah. just, you can almost feel that in the teaser. You're like, oh, oh here's the teaser because well, like, we said it was like- coming next Christmas. So here it is. Here's, here, here, it's like the end of an equation. Like, you get the Disney executives that are like, oh, we have all this Star Wars property. Like, what are we going to do? And yeah. somebody said, well, everybody loves Boba Fett. We have to do a Boba Fett show. Right. And then they went to people and they were like, actually, let's make The Mandalorian, which is like a more like removed kind of thing that we can sort of like kind of do what we want with world build around and do what yeah. we want with. Yeah. Like it. And then that did well. And now we're like, oh, people like Mandalorians let's do a Boba Fett show and you're like same okay like same kind of thing but I like yeah <laughs> I feel like this is probably what they originally intended and John Favreau and Dave Lini went well let's do it well though yeah <laughs> not yeah. that the, and like not that this doesn't look good but like this it doesn't look as good as Mandalorian it didn't it doesn't grab me like I was like this yeah. is cool and I'm glad that I saw something from this but I'm like this could just be, I don't know. It just feels like, yeah, exactly what you said. It's just like, I feel like there's not. It, you know what I think it is? Yeah. There's no other character in this that grabs my attention. So like yeah. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the frame of all the aliens sitting around the table being like, what if we just killed you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Psh, try. Right. Um, <laughs> Classic. There's no character here that I recognize. And there's plenty of characters to pull from that. Like, where's a Greedo character? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. like more, I guess, and I guess Greedo be dead. Star Wars, 1970, whatever. Spoilers. But, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, On shot first, everyone. But um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, there's no character playing off of Boba Fett in here that I recognize from Mos Eisley or, or Tatooine or. Right anything in the star wars universe so i'm like i don't know who these guys are it's hard to care they all kind of look similar like Mm -hmm. which i don't know if is intentional because it's like oh like tatooine is more home towards 
like lizard races or something like that. But like, I don't but, know if I buy that because like that would have been something I would have been like, oh yeah, well, Tatooine's more based of right lizard, yeah. Like and we've the, never like seen that before yeah. in in nine movies. That's not been true. And it's like, and you think about Jabba's palace, and it's like. Like back in the day, there was tons of different really unique looking aliens yeah. and like Bib Fortuna and like the Rancar and like all this sh- shit yeah. that's like very, it just, you're right. Nothing stood out. Nothing like grabbed me. Like the only yeah. character that you know is Fennec, which we just met. So it's like. Well, Boba Fett. Well, I mean, besides Boba, I mean, like that the, the yeah. only other character that you that are, you're, you're supposed to grab onto is Fennec, which is, a, she's a great character, but she's like. Yeah we just met her like <laughs> yeah and i like and it got to the point that i'm like i was listening to voices trying to hear something like mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure in the beginning like it's pedro pascal's voice saying yeah. stuff to I which i'm like so. i guess okay i don't really know what's going on there but um, yeah I- yeah so i don't know let's um let's let's talk about the other one we got here yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we got two. <laughs> yeah, and then we got a whole third subject coming here. So yeah. So we've yeah, been pontificating so, about Boba Fett for exactly. Time. There was way more than I thought we were going to talk about it. Um, hey. So Morbius, guys. Uh, we got a, We got the official that, trailer. <laughs> yeah. This movie exists. Yes. I definitely forgotten this movie exists. Same. And forgotten all the drama around. Like, oh my god. Like what? Same. From like when they did their teaser. When was that? Like a year ago? Like, I feel like it was months, sometime during. It was, it was like pre-COVID, over a year. right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So then it was like it was pre-COVID, so it was a well I don't know over if it a year was then. Full pre-COVID, but it was like delay. I want to say it's like production was derailed or something because of COVID. I don't know. That would make sense, but it's been over a year for sure. It's been a while. It's now November yeah. of twenty twenty-one, so it's been over enough a year. of it to like yeah fade from memory. So. So we got it. We got so something Mor- here. Morbius. <laughs> now, I don't know anything about Morbius. Do you? I know uh, he's a vampire. Well, okay. Pri- I knew that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know that he's a vampire, <laughs> but I don't know anything about his backstory or anything. I don't know a lot. Yeah. I, like, I think that the, it, the backstory is pretty much explained there is like he is a doctor who has a de- degenerative disease, goes into fringe medicine to try and find a cure and like it turns into a vampire it bats like it's he does a batman the, yeah it's one of the most straight up just like yep vampire <laughs> you know what i mean like there's nothing it's not like any yeah it's there's nothing wider to i mean i from what i've heard about this trailer is like they're giving him stuff that he didn't have in the comics i don't think bat summoning was a thing he could do in the comics but okay Okay. But yeah, like, like, dude basically just drinks blood, you know, hunts people. Yeah. Fights with the concept of the fact that he hunts and kills people. Like, you know, I do know he was in the 90s Spider Man cartoon, uh, but censors wouldn't let them say uh, he drinks blood. So the whole time he's uh, trying to drink plasma from people. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to sustain himself which is the funniest like i remember like realizing that when i was like in my 20s being like wait no that was just a straight up vampire that they didn't want to say like yeah he's killing people plasma. And drinking their bloods. <laughs> plasma is in blood isn't it <laughs> 
Yeah, and like it's it's like a, <laughs> such a weird like workaround, but incredible. Um, such is is censoring, I guess. But yeah. yeah, so the I think the thing to go with here is he like he's very Venom esque in that like he is not so much a villain, not so much a hero. He's kind of like an anti hero. Yeah, an anti hero. Yeah, which seems to be what like I don't know. Like the big question here is sort of how much world building is Sony doing these days? Yeah. Cause there's a whole lot going on in this of like, that can make you question which Spider-Man universe is this movie set in. Right. Because there's a few things. So there's Michael Keaton's in it. Yep. He's in who, every trailer these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael Keaton's in it. Who's how like established guy. in the MCU. Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, there's the Vulture character. But then... And the there's DCU. A, and the DC, you know. Yeah. He's Michael Keaton. He's freaking everywhere. Um, and then there's, like, a mural that he walks by at some point where it says, like, murderer across Spider-Man's face. Mm-hmm. But that is the Sam Raimi Spider-Man mm-hmm. there. And then there's, like, a... Uh, cityscape that goes by and the Oscorp tower is in it. And it's the Oscorp tower from the amazing Spider-Man series. So people are like, what is happening right here? Yeah. And like, how much are we building into like a, uh, the sinister six movie that Sony announced they were going to do what? Like eight years ago now. So long. Yeah. And then like bailed on it. And then like now have found their way somehow back to the Spider-Man villain shared universe. They just like fell into this. I don't know. It's so bizarre. And like, I mean, maybe they just never gave up on it, but like, there's not, that's the thing is like, there's nothing announced. Like we got the two Venoms. We got Morbius who I keep wanting to say Morbius. And I'm like, no, that's the matrix. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But outside of that, do you know of any Sony universe movies that are announced? Not really. Not that I can think of. I think with COVID, everything kind of really got pushed. Yeah. So they they didn't really, they tried not to announce things because they're like, well, we need a, a release the stuff that was supposed to come out in 2019, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's get caught up and then we'll think about the future. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get Top Gun out. Um, so I don't know. I, I have not heard about anything, but I think it's, they're definitely building to it. And I think it's, it's smart for them to not be like, we're doing this because that gives yeah. everyone and they kind of already did that because they told people they were doing it and people were like, this is awesome. So they already know people want to do this because they did it a decade ago and it failed. But so I think that, you know, they might even be just testing the waters because Venom made a billion dollars. Not this one, but the first one. Yeah. Yeah. There's Which, something to like, this. What? Like, <laughs> How did that happen? It's, it's interesting because it's like we have like seemingly and this is kind of getting into what our, our next conversation is going to be, but like there are all these cinematic universes that exist now, but I feel like every company is approaching it with a different well, approach, I guess. But like Marvel is very much like, here's everything we're doing for the next five years. Yeah. Like get excited. DC is doing kind of the same thing, but it's like, yeah, but like it's not really connected to anything. We don't know what universe this is. We don't know what we're just hey, we're gonna make a Batman movie. Hey, we're gonna make a right make a flash movie. We're gonna make Black Adam and then Shazam too, and then yeah. Black Adam versus Shazam, and then right. you know, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll yeah. see where we went. Who and then knows? you got Sony, it's like here's a movie. We're gonna go figure out what's next. Yeah, literally. So 
I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, it's definitely world building because we're getting like references to Venom and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So are you excited for this movie? Well, excited is an overstatement, but I am looking forward to this movie after this trailer just because yeah. I got to see more of it. And so I said, I think I said this to you, like the Jared Leto character, I think that he could have been like, I think Morbius could have been played by anyone. And I'm not, I'm not a huge Jared Leto guy. So I, that is already yeah. a little bit of a turnoff for me, but I think that this movie looks really fun. And I think that that's what a lot of these, some of these movies have been missing, especially when it comes to trying to pack too many villains into something or mm-hmm. it's just, it loses its way. So I am excited for the, or not excited. I'm looking forward to watching this. I guess that's what I'll say. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you think this is going to be rated R? It looks really violent. I don't know. I don't know if Sony's, cause if Sony was going to go R. They would have done well, it. Actually, Venom. Is Venom R? No, it, it's that is a violent ass movie, but it's not R because there's no like blood really. Yeah, yeah. So like that's you know, like people are getting eaten. I don't see, especially when they don't have any like major like Spider Man. Well, I guess they have Jumanji now as a Sony, but like yeah, their comic book stuff is still like we still have to appeal to everyone. You yes, know? like they're not at a point where they can do a Deadpool or they could do a Logan and like you know pull that off because they're right they haven't had a sony solo spider-man movie in a decade yeah and yeah two venom movies is cool and they did well but that's not something enough to be like well now we're making an r-rated uh morbius vampire movie yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i'd I'd always like to see it but i'm excited for it i like this is one also that I'm like, this depends on Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Because like, who knows how that's going to end? Like, you know, like that's, and that's it's true. That yeah. I kind of hate about myself because I'm sitting here. I'm like, well, like which Spider-Man universe is it in? Like, is this like, oh yeah, like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is back and like, we're going to do, like, is this the end, the start of the end of an equation with like Spider-Man rights between Sony and Marvel? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's, it's strange. I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm just like, I'm more curious what the world building means. Yeah. And if they even know what it means, like, yeah, yeah. Like, cause you're totally right. The, the outcome of, uh, Spider-Man no way home. It, you have to care about it. Like people who miss that entire arc, and don't care about the multiverse thing and are just going to yeah. see a movie to see a movie. Like that's a huge part of what these are going to be going forward. So it's like, it, we have to care about it. Like you have yeah. to, so to like, get a, the full thing. And this, this trailer brings a question for the first time of is, and this is totally feasible, but is no way home going to end up with like a fusion of all three of these worlds. And it's just like, Oh yeah, like three Spider-Man exist, three Spider-Men exist in this universe now. And this Mobius is fighting Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, but like, yeah. oh yeah, at the last second Toby Maguire is going to drop by and like deck him in the face and then bail or like you know, like are we fusing it all, which I think is a terrible move. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's so but like that's a kind of thing of like what exactly is going on here is going to be a result of 
see is gonna so I was gonna say is gonna be a result of No Way Home, but like I'm thinking about that, but I'm like, does that timeline even work? Was this film made before I I mean, I don't think we know, but like was this film made or locked or shot before No Way Home like came to fruition? That's a really good question. I don't know. I feel like it was. I feel like No Way Home. Yeah. It's a weird because No Way Home just like shot like last summer or something like that. And like same with Venom. Summer, but so I'm like, yeah. what the Yeah. I honestly don't know because this has been in the works forever. Yeah. Yeah. Did they have to like rewrite and reshoot and like I, I'm curious to I, look yeah, at like, the Yeah, like I wonder if the there was more. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was Morbius. Let's um Oh, we're Well, so we're yeah, getting... I mean we've already kind of made yeah. our jump to the <laughs> to the other thing here. So like, let's talk about like these cinematic universes that are, that are going on here. Cause like it is kind of the, like the style of the past decade, like building all this stuff together is profitable is popular and is kind of expected yeah. at this point. So do you want to say the, the thing that, originally made you want to sort of talk about this yeah yeah totally so a few episodes ago you had made the comment to me during a what if episode Mm -hmm. that there was like they were jumping through dimensions or multiverses and in one of them they you straight up just see mustafar with vader's lair and everything there yeah um and then that's the first thing we talked about was oh so that means that Star Wars is now tied into the Marvel Universe in some way. We're not sure exactly yeah. what that means, but that's that's what we both thought first. We're like, oh shit, okay, so Star Wars and Marvel are in the same thing. And that got me thinking, like, that's probably not what they intended. Like, that's probably not some... Well, it's hard to say because it's very... Like, all this stuff is very... Like, yeah. nothing leaves the edit bay without everyone's approval. But... Odds are... That that's yeah. not we're not gonna have Luke Skywalker in the next Avengers movie. Right. But that's the thing, right? People are now like, well shit. I'm sure like I'm not in the forums or anything like deep in the Reddits where people are like de- heavily debating this, but I'm sure people yeah. are like, What the fuck does this mean? Are you kidding me? Like this means that di- like there's this actually means something for these universes because Disney and Marvel have made it a point to say, and I think Pixar is all part of this too. It's like, this is, these aren't just Easter eggs. This is not just, you know, paying homage to this film, to this director. This now means that these things took place in the same timeline or the same universe, at least. And I think Tarantino has talked about this too. Like he has his own little multiverse going on, which is really awesome, but he meant, he means to do it. So when like these people are related, it's like these have, these two people have the same last name. They're actually related. So I just think it's, it's, is that, is this the end of like just the casual Easter egg? Like, can we not do that anymore in movies? It's like, Oh my God. And you know, in Dune, there was a freaking whatever, and that means that this and Blade yeah. Runner are in the same universe. It's like, yeah, Dune is actually <laughs> on Tatooine. This is way yeah. more complicated than I originally. This thought word it was written be. on the back wall means that Dune is actually one of the other planets in the Tatooine system, and therefore, yeah, right. Like that's where it goes now because of this. Yeah, well, and it's really interesting because it's definitely completely Marvel's fault. Yeah, 
damn it. Because like before Marvel, it was just a, if there was like an Easter egg or something in there, it was just like, oh, that's funny. Nice. Move on. Right. But like they conditioned all of us to a degree to be like, like, and I think of in the very beginning, it was like, okay, like when Hawkeye shows up in Thor, you know, and you're like, oh, wait, Hawk, that like Jeremy Renner, that's like a big name character for like a throwaway thing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. shows up at the end of Hulk and all this different stuff. So like it kind of turned all of our brains on to like, oh, wait, I can look for things here. And then arguably it becomes even more problematic because you can get deeper into the conspiracy theory stuff of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And it's still fits because they're that meticulous about it like you can say like well okay but like like the thing i think of um they had the same actress who plays star lord's mother Mm -hmm. is in the first captain america movie and like meets captain america and like gets his autograph and it's like all that kind of but like yeah like that's the same character that's intentional like that's like a whole like like there's all the little details too are intentional, which is right. Turned all of our attention to detail up to 11 to be like, right. well, but that, but that, but that, but that, but that. Like we're looking and for those point, now. Yeah. Like when I saw that thing in what if I was like, Oh, star Wars is part of Marvel now. And like, like what that meant just exploded in the back of my head, which like, yeah, <laughs> is kind of a cool thing that they've done to all of us. Kind of a horrifying thing that they've done to all of us. And like, yeah, like your thing of can the basic Easter egg be just an Easter egg now? Like in some cases, yeah, but for anything that's like a big property, absolutely not. Yeah. Because we're all like looking at it. Like we were talking about this the other week. Like how is the Flash going to tie into the Batman? You know, like yeah. is the like what universe is that? Especially now that they're opening all this stuff up to multiverses, where it's like, yeah, that was the same thing. It's just in a different universe, so like that's that's connected now too. So like, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I wonder if we'll reach a point where we'll just go, okay, well, it's all connected. So like, we don't even have to look for this stuff anymore. Like, we know it's all connected. Well, when it becomes less, you know, it, it right now it's kind of like a novelty thing still. Like, it's not it it. it it's starting to lose that because, well, for us, because we're literally talking about it right now and we're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well. But yeah, I think it's it, it's going to stop being a thing, especially when it becomes so deep that people are just, it starts ruining movies for people. And I don't mean like yeah. new movies, like old movies where people are like, oh, well, this takes place in this universe, so this doesn't make sense, continuity. Like, well, I yeah, just if we're going to start tying in all whole, of the, yeah, yeah if we're going to start tying in like all of the, um, old Spider-Man movies into the MCU or all of the old X-Men movies into the X- MCU. Like, yeah. Then there's going to be things like, I think of like, uh, J Jonah Jameson, like looking so different and being like, well, wait, are these like, is this, is him being at the end of, uh, far from home, like the beginnings of the crossing over of a multiverse because he was the guy in the Raimi universe. Like it's all these questions that I'm like, right. that it's not something I really want to care about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think I, I, I've said this in a couple times, but this is also why I kind of like the approach that DC is taking because most of the Marvel properties, especially now that they're doing so many shows, there's a lot of homework that's coming with this stuff. I know. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of homework and they're like, I think for the most part, they're keeping it based around certain things, but like WandaVision, you got to know what was going on in Endgame and infinity war. Like Loki, you definitely have to know what was going on in Endgame and infinity war, but also in like Thor and Thor, the dark world, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and Avengers like, yeah. And like, it's fine if some of it goes over your head, but it's like, if you're just like, wait, I thought this guy died. What's happening? Like there's homework, like, yeah. And that's going to be the thing that like, it's going to get too big. Yeah. It's going to get, it's going to get like a, oh yeah, here's a tie in from a small character in Captain America, the first Avenger that's coming back 10, 15 years later to like play another thing and people are going to go, people will notice and people will go crazy, but it's like, but like, why do I have to, <laughs> Yeah. like I've heard people talking about how there's a, um, one of the Stan Lee cameos in, I think guardians Two is him talking to a bunch of watchers. Yeah. And I heard a whole thing of like, well, is that that watcher? There's other watchers out there. So like, how does that tie in? Like, are those like parallels of like different, multiverses like does that mean there's multiple multiverse like right and i'm like that was a throwaway cameo yeah you know what i mean but now people are diving into it because everything has to be so interconnected exactly i mean they've turned conspiracy theories into just reality so it's like okay you don't have to just wonder it does mean something in these universes which yeah and like you were just saying like it's 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 cool now it's still cool it's going to lose that very fast if they keep making it so deep and so so based off of having to see 20 movies or or yeah. 20 movies and then four five different you know uh tv series to to get through this i don't know man i i think that like even for casual viewers who like not even just for marvel but for or not even just for franchises but like what this does for just average movies like you can't mm. I think this changes the way that everyone watches everything because even I usually try and wait till the end of credits no matter what just so that in the sure. theater just so I can you know see who actually worked on it yeah but it's crazy the amount of people that in any movie will sit and wait and and wait with me and they'll be like, oh, there's nothing. Like, everyone's waiting yeah. for the stinger. Everyone's waiting for the next, like, set up for film, another yeah. movie. Exactly. So it's like Marvel has done this to us, has conditioned us so well that I think that our movie watching experiences have just changed. And I don't know. Yeah. I just well, look for this shit, you know? You had you had mentioned, like, the Pixar kind of thing. and Yeah, yeah. So for, for our listeners, there is a theory that all Pixar movies exist in the same universe because there's common shared themes and things like that. And like, and they do the Easter egg thing where they're like, Oh the, yeah. The and like, car and from toy stories and whatever the incredible. Yeah. Or, or like there's, um, uh, Sully from monsters Inc is in the witch's hut in brave. And like, yep. Like, so there are connected things, but like the, the grand unified theory of the Pixar universe is bonkers to read it the, is like crazy. the gymnastics that people do to tie certain things in is like out of control you yeah. know what i mean i mean like down to the point of like oh, okay like there's a whole theory that the witch in brave is boo right and like 
there's like this whole, okay, so like here's how Boo's life unfolded. And it ties into these 15 different things. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay, I guess. But like, how are we tying the talking cars into this? Oh, that's post Wally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's so, yeah, it's after it's, it's so cr- <laughs> machines gain sentience. And yeah. yeah, it's if listeners, if you should check it out, cause it's pretty interesting to like, it's, it's a lot, but it's kind of, it's interesting a while to where you just spend like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Just be like deep dive and to be like, it's getting way, they're getting into their own thing. They're lost in their it's own be, sauce. Well, and that's the thing is like the, the Pixar things are just Easter eggs. Exactly. It's like, yeah, like, oh, here's a nod to yes, <laughs> Finding Nemo. Here's a nod to, and like, that's all it has to be. It like, all that needs to be is that moment of like, oh, I know that movie. That's fun. Oh, look, he's she's got a a, a Woody doll or a Buzz doll or exactly. I, I, yeah, I think Boo has a Finding Nemo. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it used to be a whole thing where the Easter eggs like were like of the next movie right yeah it's interesting like the 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 breadth of what these universes like have become and how detailed they have to be to keep people's interest is just like getting a little much i and it it's making it harder i think for one-off movies to be one-off movies yes it changes the way people are gonna watch like house of gucci yeah or like you know, any, any, anything that's like, yeah, I'm making a one-off mo- or like, um, licorice pizza or almost said mystic pizza. That's a different movie. Mystic. Um, pizza. but you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it yeah. makes it harder for people to just watch a one-off because it's like, well, how does this tie to something I know, which is right. like a whole thing that we could dive into. But <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying a hundred percent. It's, uh, yeah, our movie watching experiences have all changed drastically because of this stuff. And I don't know if it's for the better or for the worse. For right now, it's just kind of still neutral. At some point, it's going to be for the worse because they're just going to get too in-depth and too... Like, people are already just saying, like, yeah, Marvel, eh, it's too much. And I'm like, it's really not that much, but it is like it is a lot for people who don't care about this yeah. type of stuff. And so, I mean, pretty soon it's going to be too much for even me to care about like, oh, this, you know. Well, it's a weird <laughs> thing because I'm like, there are tie-ins that like my make my brain go, oh, like, where's that? But, but I got to know. I got to understand. But there are people that don't have that experience. Oh, yeah. That aren't big fans of the MCU because of that exact reason. Yeah. Um, and it, it, yeah, it begs the question of like, at what point are we just going to get too tired to keep up? Or is it going to get it too big to keep up? Especially when you start putting like, here's four seasons of a TV show. Right. That you have to watch. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Or like if we get Charlie Cox's daredevil in no way home, like then it's like, okay, well, so, but like to know who that is, you got to go watch the three seasons of daredevil, of daredevil on Netflix, which everyone should do. Sure. But like that's an, that's the interesting thought too, is like all of it is pretty decent content. It is. You know what I mean? It's not like, like okay, you got to go like slog through all four seasons of this to really know what's up. But that, you know, it's certainly possible that that's not far off. Exactly. Well, and the whole thing is like the people who care have probably already seen it. And the people who don't, it probably would be a slog for them just because they're like, well, four seasons. Well, the example I, I have 
Yeah. The example I have in my head is um, The Runaways, which is a Hulu oh, yeah. TV show, which I think I watched the first season of, but I think there's been three seasons or so. Yeah. Um, that has tie in. That has like the same kind of. I think the book that Wanda's reading at the end of WandaVision is in The Runaways. Yeah. And so there's kind of like one of those things I'm like, do I need to know like what's up with that book? Like, yeah, is knowing that the book's in it like enough of like, or right. is like the dinosaur in that going to show up or something like, it, like how connected do I really have to be? Which, yeah, you know, everyone's going to hit that point of, okay. And that'll be it. And it's coming. And it'll fall off. Yeah. It's coming for sure. <laughs> I really feel like Di- like Disney and Marvel are just pushing to be like, how far, how big can we get? Got into the whole universe. Let's go to multiple universes. We'll go to the, yeah. the. <laughs> Let's maintain we'll, we'll four universes simultaneously. Like, And they're just going to keep crossing which paths. Which is what Sony is going to do. Yeah. It's, yeah, I know. And it's, yeah, people are, when they hear multiverse, they're like, oh, come on. And I understand yeah. it because it's like, oh, we're, we're just making it more complicated, but... If Marvel can maintain something that at least is a structured story, then I can stick behind it. But if it starts to just like just be complicated yeah. and convoluted for the sake of, which is what happened to DC, exactly, yeah, yeah, and look where they are. We're starting and they over broke it apart, again. And I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. So, so there we go, Ooh. guys. All right, that we're getting was, into uh, a long episode here. We got yeah. lots of universes, man. <laughs> we're getting into you know when you got to talk about the whole universe, you gotta yeah you know, take some time. It's gonna be a big um, conversation, but, yeah. but let's 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 dive in, yes. jump into the, uh, to the recommendations here. You want to uh, go first or shall I? I can go first, I guess. Do it. Hit me. So, Give me a non-horror film. Non-horror, and I specifically yes, I specifically chose a movie that was about as far away from that as I possibly could. So I chose a movie that I love and I've seen probably about five times at this point. That's Crazy Rich Asians, uh, directed nice. by John Chu, 2018. It's just a good movie. I'm not like really a rom-com type of guy, but this really just like checks all the marks because it, for a rom-com to really get me to sit there and watch it, like it has to have a certain charm, but it also has to really, like the story has to hit home for me in some sort of a way or else I'm just watching people do things that I don't care about. Sure. And this, uh, yeah, I mean, this movie, it, it it hits home in a lot of different ways. And it's also cool to see just, like, an entire Asian cast in a Hollywood film. Like, that doesn't happen that often, which is really cool. And everyone yeah. is just straight up phenomenal in it. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's just heartening to see something like this come out of Hollywood, especially, you know, on the heels of, I think, 20, I think it was, like, 20 years since the last like all Asian cast came out of Hollywood like in a movie like that, really? I think it was like twenty years or something like that where it was like you know a film or a Hollywood film with an all Asian cast hadn't been made in a very long time. So I was like, oh, that's you know nice. that's also really cool. So Crazy yes. Rich Asians, guys, fantastic movie if you like rom coms, and if you don't, I guess I just said I didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> and it's on HBO Max. So yeah. check it out, Aquafina, God love her. there you go so what do you got Willis? there you go so mine is a movie um older movie that i kind of had forgotten about and then Mm. i don't know what triggered it in my mind but i went and i watched it the other night and it's so good uh and it is the 1992 film my cousin Vinny. yeah uh starring joe pesci 
Marissa yes. Tomei and Ralph Macchio. And also full of a lot of people that you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would say probably like the precursor for a lot of modern crime drama. Basically, two New Yorkers are two kids. One of them being Ralph Macho is uh, is accused of murder in rural Alabama, uh, and they call Joe Pesci uh, in his at his peak Joe Pesciness. Um, as you do, as one would do yeah, in that situation. <laughs> who's like a lawyer that doesn't really have trial experience, and like hilarity ensues as Joe Pesci tries to. Uh, try a murder case in Alabama. <laughs> um, Marissa Tomei, absolutely amazing in it. Won an Oscar for that one uh, in 92. And yeah, just, if nothing else, just like look up some of the clips on YouTube. It's like <laughs> absolutely hilarious and absolutely worth the watch. Not streaming anywhere. Can rent it on Prime Video. That's where Damn. I got it. But yeah, right. $3.99. You know, oh, that's fine. Pay the four bucks. Yeah. Easy. Easy yeah. for a good movie. I haven't seen this movie in so long. It's an easy lift it. too. It's only like I think it's like an hour and forty five minutes. It's like not a oh. it's not a huge undertaking. It's no yeah, it's no three so. hour epic. I like it. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> nice. Cool. We did all it. Right. That was good a stuff. long way. We these are we're all we always end up around the same. Yeah. Somewhere around an hour. I don't know why I feel such guilt around <laughs> It's fine. The for longer more than an hour. The longer, honestly, for me, not for me, but hopefully for our listeners, the longer, the better. That's how I like my podcast. If I see two hours, I'm like, let's go. There you go. Put it on right now. Rock and roll. So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right. So where can people find you on the internet, Josh? Oh, man. People can find me uh, on Instagram at Josh J. Fuller. You can also find me on Twitter if you want to at Josh Fuller 33. Fuller is spelt with no E. You can also find me on Letterboxd uh, at Josh Fuller. I, I still didn't look. I'm pretty sure it's just at Josh Fuller. And where can One people day. find? Yeah. Where can people find you, Willis? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Willis Film. I don't post much, but when I do, it's really good. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, or um, I'm also on Letterboxd at Andrew Willis. Uh, if you want to find the podcast, you can find it at Pixel Splitters on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, at Pixel Split Pod on Twitter. Uh, and at Pixel Splitters on uh letterbox and yeah wherever you're yeah. listening do us a favor give us like the five stars and the comments and the subscribes and the like subscribe bell likes all that all the good stuff all the stuff all the buttons um yeah keep us keep us going here guys exactly uh, please for i don't love know. i said God. that like we're gonna lose funding if <laughs> please we get likes um, we need viewership it's like that one yeah. episode of rest of development where it's just like an ad for the show to keep going it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please like us save our blues um, yeah let's do it yeah <laughs> um <laughs> uh, work um cool all right well then i'll say let's let's yeah say that's it and that's uh it. Let's Good go talking back to you, to dude. Our own universes. Yeah, I uh, see. <laughs> tried to tie something in there. I don't know. It's all good. I always try good. to be clever and then it falls apart. So. It's okay. Our listeners hopefully think that you're clever. Hopefully. It's true. All right. Well, let's cut it off now before we say anything yes, else. So. Let's just let it end. <laughs> end of <All> podcast. Right. <laughs> Thanks right. for listening, Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next week, dude.